Hi there, this is Taylor checking in with some conservation news from the past couple weeks for Pelicanus and intentional ecology. Working in the environmental field is an experience of some very high highs and some low lows. As always, there are horrendous environmental stories that deserve our attention, action, and mobilization, but it is our opinion that you can find those headlines in many places. But there are also empowering and inspiring stories that demonstrate major conservation successes from around the globe, achieved by real people who have grouped together to create a better planet. We've been collecting these stories and messages every week for years, and I'm still surprised at how resilient and creative both nature and humans are when facing big challenges. Happy beginning of March. This is Taylor with Pelicanus News, and for this episode, I am happy to report that we have a lot of really great stories. Actually, that was the challenge, was trying to narrow it down uh, to find the 10 or so that I wanted to share. Originally, I had something around 16 to 20, Um, so this is a good problem. So I have taken these 10 or so stories and uh, put them into a couple categories here. What I'm labeling as biodiversity, climate momentum, environmental leaders, and activism. I'm also doing something that uh, we might continue to do. I'm still trying to play with the idea of following up on previous stories. I think this is important because it helps us recognize that these headlines, these stories, these um, events around the world aren't static. They are dynamic. So got a couple in the follow-up section as well. All right, let's jump right into it. In the biodiversity category here. The first one is coming out of the BBC. Uh, Astonishing blue whale numbers at UK's sub-Antarctic island of South Georgia. Scientists say they have seen a remarkable collection of blue whales in the coastal waters around the UK sub-Antarctic island of South Georgia. Their 23-day survey counted 55 animals, a total that is unprecedented in the decades since commercial whaling ended. South Georgia was the epicenter for hunting in the early 20th century. The territory's boats, with their steam-powered harpoons, were pivotal in reducing Antarctic blues to just a few hundred individuals. To witness 55 of them now return to what was once a preeminent feeding ground for the population has been described as truly, truly amazing by cetacean specialist Dr. Trevor Branch from the University of Washington, Seattle. Uh, He says that to think in a period of 40 or 50 years, I only had records for two sightings of blue whales around South Georgia. Since 2007, there have been maybe a couple more isolated sightings. So to go from basically nothing to 55 in one year is astonishing. All right, the next story is out of the Los Angeles Zoo. The Los Angeles Zoo is reporting that they have a new baby gorilla, and this could mean new hope for the endangered species. Uh, After spending the first few weeks of her life out of the public eye, the first baby gorilla born at the Los Angeles Zoo in more than 20 years is ready to meet her public. 
And her name, Angela, is appropriate because she could be a glimmer of hope for her endangered species. Angela is a western lowland gorilla. The species name is Gorilla, Gorilla, Gorilla. The genus Gorilla is divided into two species, the eastern gorillas and the western gorillas. Both are critically endangered, and there are either four or five subspecies. There are eight extant species in four genera, the pongo, uh, which is the orangutan, the gorilla, uh, which is the eastern and western gorillas, pan, which is the common chimpanzee and the bonobo, and then homo, the, uh, well, us. <laughs> the western lowland gorillas are critically endangered with about 125,000 of them remaining. And the western lowland gorilla is also the only gorilla subspecies found in zoos, with about 550 of them in zoos worldwide. Now on to climate momentum. This first headline here I think is, is one of the biggest. Jeff Bezos establishes a $10 billion earth fund to combat climate change. This is huge. Uh, Manga Bay is reporting this, and they're reporting it from his post on Instagram, actually. So Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos announced he will commit $10 billion of his personal wealth to combat climate change. The Bezos Earth Fund will support, quote, any effort that offers a real possibility to help preserve and protect the natural world, close quote, according to his post on Instagram. Bezos is worth an estimated $130 billion, making him the world's richest person, and the $10 billion represents about 7% of his current fortune. Bezos says the fund will start to issue grants this summer. The other exciting part is that this is a, um, a trend that we've seen in the, in the last couple years of uh, wealthy people, but specifically billionaires, dedicating a lot of money toward environmental issues. In 2018, Hans-Jorg Weiss, medical device businessman, pledged a billion dollars of his wealth over the next decade to, uh, quote, help accelerate land and ocean conservation. So let's hope that we see this trend increase. All right, still within climate momentum, uh, this time out of Costa Rica. Costa Rica is nearly at 100% renewable energy for electricity. Costa Rica is blessed with an abundance of free-flowing water, which it uses to generate more than 78% of its electricity. But it is committed to getting to 100% renewables as soon as the end of this year. With a population of less than 5 million, Costa Rica is committed to becoming 100% carbon neutral this year. To help reach that goal, it is considering several initiatives that will boost the number of electric vehicles on the roads. It is also considering further development of its geothermal energy resources, according to Think Geo Energy. That's very exciting. Oh, and speaking of technology, this is, I think, probably my favorite headline. Um... This is also a, a new trend uh, of green technologies. 
There is a new green technology that generates electricity out of thin air. Uh, Coming from ScienceDaily.com, scientists at the University of Massachusetts Amherst have developed a device that uses a natural protein to create electricity from moisture in the air, a new technology they say could have significant implications for the future of renewable energy, climate change, and the future of medicine. They have created a device that they call an air gen, or air-powered generator, which electrically conducts protein nanowires produced by the microbe Geobacter. The AirGen connects electrodes to the protein nanowires in such a way that electrical current is generated from the water vapor naturally present in the atmosphere. The AirGen device requires only a thin film of protein nanowires less than 10 microns thick, the researchers explain. The bottom of the film rests on an electrode, while a smaller electrode that covers only part of the nanowire film sits on top. The film adsorbs water vapor from the atmosphere. A combination of the electrical electrical conductivity and surface chemistry of the protein nanowires, coupled with the fine pores between the nanowires within the film, establish the conditions that generate an electrical current between the two electrodes. The researchers say that the current generation of AirGen devices are able to power small electronics and they expect to bring the invention to commercial scale soon. This new technology developed in uh, Yao's lab is non-polluting, renewable, and low cost. It can generate power even in areas with extremely low humidity, such as the Sahara Desert. Moving on to the next category of environmental leaders. Actually, this is where I had to um, make a lot of edits because there were several headlines in environmental uh, leaders. But I decided to go with uh, my current favorite environmental leader, Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg gets her own TV series. According to WashingtonTimes.com, climate activists will travel to meet leading scientists and political leaders. Uh, the British, uh, the BBC says that the series will follow Greta's international crusade, which takes her to the front line of climate change in some of the most extraordinary places on Earth as she explores what actions could be taken to limit climate change and the damage it causes. As she travels, Greta Greta meets not only leading scientists, but political leaders and business heavyweights, exploring the scientific evidence with them and challenging them to change. The films will also chart her journey into adulthood as she continues to be confronted by the real-world consequences of inaction. And she will share some of the quiet moments as she writes the impactful speeches that are now broadcast and analyzed around the world as she lives a teenage life like no other. Moving on to activism. Uh, This was another category where I found a lot of stuff. And I had to be really... I had to... I had to figure out what in this category was uh, relevant to the mission of Pelicanus News. Because there's a lot of activism, but a lot of it was very uh, rage-filled. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I tried to focus on the activism that is really empowering. So, uh, for the first headline, 
the former UN climate chief calls for civil disobedience. According to Forbes, uh, Christiana Figueres, I believe is her name, uh, in her new book, she writes that it's time to participate in nonviolent political movements wherever possible. In her book, The Future We Choose, Surviving the Climate Crisis, uh, she endorses the Extinction Rebellion and Greta Thunberg, and they evoke legendary activists who affected change on the scale required by the climate crisis, including Gandhi, Martin Luther King, and Nelson Mandela. Civil disobedience is not only a moral choice, it is also the most powerful way of shaping world politics, they write, citing scientific resources on the impact of civil disobedience. The next headline, Extinction Rebellion Digs Up the Cambridge Lawn. According to The Independent, Extinction Rebellion activists have dug up the front lawn of a Cambridge University college in an environmental protest. The group said that they were campaigning against Trinity College's plans to sell off land they own in Suffolk to someone with their sights set on developing a lorry park for thousands of vehicles. Uh, Extinction Rebellion Cambridge said that we must call time on those profiting from the destruction of nature. The environmental campaigners also accused the college of investing millions in oil and gas companies, as reported in student newspaper Varsity. And along the student lines, hashtag drop Exxon goes national with law student boycott. What started as a single protest against the law firm Paul Weiss Rifkin Wharton and Garrison, LLP, by law students from Harvard University last month is now growing into a movement. During a recruitment event in New Haven, Connecticut on Thursday night for Yale law students, 40 protesters unveiled a hashtag drop Exxon banner and began to chant at the other students and Paul Weiss partners mingling with glasses of wine and cocktails at the bar. You heard it from students at Harvard, and now you'll hear it from us, they shouted in a call-and-response speech. We will not work for you as long as you work for ExxonMobil. Our future is on fire, and you are fanning the flames. So now we are moving on to uh, our follow-ups from the previous stories. We've got three here. This first one is out of Canada uh, with the Canadian rail blockages. All right, Canadian rail blockades highlight grievances of indigenous groups and environmental issues. The rail blockades that have paralyzed parts of Canada's transport system must come down now, says Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. The crisis is stranding an estimated $425 million in goods every day, according to the Canadian Manufacturers and Exporters Trade Group. Many freight and passenger routes are blocked due to protests that began over a pipeline that cuts through native lands. The coastal gas link pipeline is a 670 kilometer or 416 mile project that would ship natural gas from the northeastern part of British Columbia to the coast. The $4.9 billion project in a remote part of the province is about a full day's drive from Vancouver and has been in the works since 2012. But the Wet'suwet'en hereditary chiefs oppose it and claim they hold authority over a bigger expanse of traditional lands, not just reserve land, 
over which the elected councils have no jurisdiction. Mr. Trudeau says attempts at engagement have not been constructive, and these are the toughest words from the Prime Minister on the, pro uh, on the protests that have left hundreds of trains idle and led to almost 1,500 temporary layoffs of rail workers and to growing concerns about wider economic repercussions. The next headline is uh, from the Greenville Zoo. Uh, previously, we announced that the Amur leopard at the Greenville Zoo was pregnant, and from their social media posts, uh, she has given birth to two kittens. The Jade gave birth to two healthy Amur leopard cubs on Monday, February 10th at around 10 a.m., Mother and cubs are doing very well, and keepers are monitoring the family from a camera mounted in the den box. The cubs are nursing regularly, and Jade spends much of her time in the den box with them. For the health of the cubs, they will not be on exhibit for a few months. But if you stay tuned to Facebook and Instagram, you can see updates on these little cuties. <laughs> Then the last headline here is from Forbes. What we previously shared was that the coronavirus has instituted a partial wildlife ban in China. But because of the coronavirus uh, threat, China has made it permanent. So China has permanently banned wildlife trade due to the surges in coronavirus cases. This is terrible news for the coronavirus and the people that are victim to it, but remarkable news for wildlife. So we will be paying attention to this headline as it expands. Those are the headlines. Thanks so much for listening to these stories from around the globe. These news articles help remind me that there are hopeful actions undertaken by motivated people working hard to make a better planet. I hope these stories help inspire you as well. Thanks so much.